Hey, ladies, ladies, and gentlemen, dailies. Do you want to save money, have fun, and be satisfied? Well, Adam and Eve and iRewatch iCarly are here for you. Get 50% off a new toy, lube, or almost anything else you desire. Simply use IRIC at checkout to claim your discount. You'll also get three bonus items and six movies for free on top of free shipping. What? It doesn't matter what you choose, all will be packaged and sent to you discreetly. This is an exclusive offer specific to the I Rewatch iCarly podcast, so be sure to support us by using code IRIC at checkout when you shop at adamandeve.com. Have fun and you're welcome. You probably already know this, but three out of four Americans are dehydrated. That's 75% of us. Dehydration can cause fatigue, brain fog, wrinkles, and a whole slew of other things. I hate butt chugging water and running to the bathroom every five minutes, and I'm so happy that there's an easier way to hydrate. Liquid IV uses breakthrough science of cellular transport technology to deliver hydration to the bloodstream faster and more efficiently than water alone. Just add the non-GMO electrolyte powder to your water and let CTT do the rest. And even better, our listeners get 25% off plus free shipping when using code iRewatchiCarly or the link in our episode description. Stay sexy and hydrated. Five, four, three, two. Hi, I'm Natalie. Hi, I'm Cersei, and we're iRewatch iCarly. An iCarly rewatch podcast. Every week, we dissect the mechanics and themes of each episode, deep dive into the cast and crew, and give a comedic critique to, to the, the iconic, iconic 2007 Nickelodeon staple. Be sure to stay tuned until the end when we reveal who the pod babe of the week is. <laughs> you guys, this is such a special episode, and not just because episode six sounds like episode sex. This is the episode... <laughs> Of iCarly, where me and Natalie started to banter, have a bit of the old laugh about starting a podcast this very episode. So you know it's going to be good. I can't believe that you remembered because I was going to say that too. I was going to say that this is the episode that we realized that we had so much to say. So we decided to make a podcast. Yes. I don't think we decided. I think we were talking about it. Like, Yeah, oh, we had we come up that. with the idea where it was like, oh, you know what would be really fun if we started a podcast about it since we had so much to say. So I was going to say, yes, I'm so glad that you remembered too. This is this beautiful. Is like romance. So romantic, guys. Like, we're making our like remembered. arc of our trope here from enemies to lovers. <laughs> this is when we start tolerating each other. When we see that the other one cares. Yep. <laughs> so the title of this episode is I Neville. It's episode 6 of the first season and it was released October 6th, 2007, which you guys, I hate to say it, nowhere near 9/11. A little disappointing if you ask me. It's directed by some some dudes we've seen before, Steve Hofer and Steve Holland. We talked about them, Big Bang Theory, yada, yada, yada. So in this spicy, hot, sumptuous episode, this bitch Tasha tells the iCarly crew that their web show is not cool unless it is reviewed by the prestigious, the renowned, the ever-present, omnipresent, Nevelocity.com, which we've never heard before, but apparently it's... A super big name in the iCarly verse. It is the biggest name. The the biggest. Even, we'll get into it, but even Spencer knows about it. <laughs> and the gang wants to prove her wrong. So they try to set up an interview with the mastermind behind Nevelocity. But when Carly goes to meet him, 
he is two foot tall <laughs> and born 11 years ago. And he is very strange. And the interview goes so horribly. And they fear for the future of iCarly now that the mastermind behind Nevelocity has left a bad review for the iCarly web show. And we know that this is very important because clearly iCarly is their main source of income and they have a lot of bills to pay. <laughs> they are stressed out, guys. <laughs> so we go right into the school and the girls are wheeling Freddie around in a shopping cart with iCarly posters <laughs> attached to every single side of the shopping cart. And they're telling people to check out their website by handing out flyers to everybody in the hallways. Literal guerrilla marketing, geniuses, <laughs> legends. Hollywood wants what they're serving yes. up. They are I'm going do like this for the podcast. <laughs> Please do. They are doing door to door marketing with this. <laughs> Just the DoorDash of podcast. Yes, of course. My king, the beatboxing kid, makes a comeback. We love him, and we find out that his name is Wesley. He shows up, and you're sort of like, "Oh, that's him." Yes, and then he delivers. Yes, what the? Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> but then he does this weird tongue thing where he's like, "Ah, I know." And it's, it's strangely sexual. Yes, it is. Like I don't know why my king had to fucking do this to me. Like, why did he have to ruin it? He should have just stuck with the beatboxing, like, shtick. But, no, he had to get weird. We know that Dan Schneider had a sniper rifle to this poor child actor <laughs> and was like, do something strange. <laughs> so that kid was held at gunpoint when he was going, ah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so now that we have the flashback of our king, who is now a weirdo, the beatboxing <laughs> king, um, we see Jeremy for the first time, and Jeremy is played by Nathan Pearson. And unfortunately, Nathan Pearson hasn't really done much after iCarly, but he has been going viral on TikTok recently <laughs> because he duetted something about being on iCarly. So all of his stuff has been going viral. But I've been trying to get him to come on the show. I've been like commenting on all of his shit. So if you guys could comment on his stuff, if you want to have him on the show, like yes. tag us, tag him in our stuff. I really want to like have him on here because I would love to see what his perspective is of like filming on the show. So just putting it out there. Anyway, so he tells the gang that he has seen every single episode of iCarly and then of course he starts his sneezing fit and the gang tells him <laughs> that he's been sick for years and Sam says this little fucking quote that lump has been blowing his nose since first grade and my thought is that lump is another one of those words that we always talk about that I don't know what I would do if somebody called me a lump <laughs> Like, it's such a weird fucking term. <laughs> it's so stupid that it's, like, more insulting than the word bitch. Yes. Like, if someone called me a bitch, I'd be like, yeah, and what about it? <laughs> but if someone called me a lump... I'd be like, now what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what do you even say to that? Right. <laughs> I would be like, holy shit. Like, I have no idea. I'm going to walk off of a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> but did you see the shoes that Sam is wearing? No. They are like baby pink Vans old schools. And I just think that it's so weird because old schools are one of those things that was like hip when we were right. kids. Yeah. And then like when we were teenagers, it was like, P.U. that fuck. Don't bring it anywhere <laughs> near me. And then now with Gen Z, they're like, fuck, I'm aware of this shit. Yes. I'm they're bringing it. it back. And it's like, 
Yeah, like fashion is usually on a 30-year cycle, but I think with the internet, it's speeding up. Right. And it's like, we are not supposed to, like our childhood is not supposed to be being relived by current children. That's supposed to be a, a few years away. But kids are just like, it went, it went, old school vans. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things that are trends like when we were growing up that are trends now and I'm like I don't want to get that because I have already lived through that like I don't I don't want to I don't want to do that again I have been through there I threw those out we've moved on I like remember the exact day I looked at one of my last chokers and I thought to (laughs) myself I'm too old for chokers Mm -hmm. and I threw it away and then it just was like hey you're 20 it's back in fashion yeah wear it bitch I was like how how? I know. So you know who does have great fashion? This popular girl, <laughs> Tasha, who just randomly shows up. And Carly, of course, asks her if she wants a flyer. And I just have to say, Tasha is with another hot popular friend who remains nameless. Yes. And she looks exactly like me when I was in high school. <laughs> I was shook. <laughs> you were like, wait a second. Was I and I Carly? <laughs> Well, the best part, too, is that she literally just stands there and, like, stares. Like, she says nothing. We don't know anything about her. Like, she just gives, like, a bitch face the entire time. A woman of mystery. I respect it. (laughs) And the Tasha actress looked super familiar. So I looked into it. And this little bitch, she was in Hannah Montana. She was the lead (laughs) of that PLL spinoff, Ravenswood. Yes. PLL is Pretty Little Liars for the plebeians out there who haven't watched it. And I hated her in this spinoff. And then she was also in Make It or Break It, that cheerleading show. And she was in Jonas, the TV show, a very important piece of our culture back then. Yes. So can't forget that. I cannot. So Tasha says that the show isn't worth checking out since it hasn't been reviewed by Nevelocity. So the gang is obviously fucking pissed off about what she has to say and defends their show saying that it is cool. Tasha doesn't give a fuck and says that their web show is lame and just kind of like walks away. Where does this bitch get off on being so mean? Because she's not that pretty and her (laughs) fit does not slap that hard and she only has one other girl in her posse. So I think Miss (laughs) Sam could take her if she really wanted to. It's always the ugliest girls who have the most to say. Don't respect ugly bitches' (laughs) opinions. You heard it here first. Uh, But anyway, so Carly says that Tasha irks her and Sam of course, being the lesbian that she is, says, I want to do bad things to that chick. Okay, but she does not say it like that. She says it like, I want to do do bad bad things things to that that chick. chick. It's so sexual. So hot and It really is. And Freddie, he goes, you should. And Sam goes, oh, I will. And then... Instead of going on anything from that, Sam just shoves Shetty. <laughs> shoves Shetty. That's the new. That's the new ship name, Shetty. <laughs> but what is the S H? Her name isn't Sham. It is now. <laughs> uh, anyway, Sam pushes Freddie in the cart down the hallway, and the poor man is just screaming, and the. <laughs> Cart just like crashes at the end of the hallway. But I love how Shetty always bonds over both of them <laughs> wanting to be like devious and like take anger out on people. Like we saw this in the I Like Jake episode where they were both willing 
to like shove shake down like the shaft or whatever. Shove shake down and- the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> but the only flaw in this like bonding is that half the time Sam is like willing to use Freddy as collateral damage yes. in her mischief. But it's like if Sam allowed it. Freddie could be her partner in crime. Oh, yes, he could. And the best part is that Freddie wants to be her partner in crime. Like, <laughs> as soon as <laughs> Sam said that she wanted to do bad things with Tasha, he said, oh. you should. And he was like, I am ready to pay to watch whatever is about to go down <laughs> between those two women. He wants to watch. He wants to be a part of it. No. We are going to jail. Jail. We are getting arrested as we speak. The police are at each of our residents. Listen, it's not my fault that Freddie clearly wants to watch them. Okay, maybe he should be a little bit less obvious about what he wants to see. Yeah, honestly, Freddie is a creep. We can't. We're just commenting on the creepy activities exactly. that Freddie wants to participate in. Maybe he should just be less creepy. But my biggest gripe with this is, did Tasha even get hit? Because it really <laughs> just seems like Freddie suffers and Tasha is long gone. No, Sam Tasha's like, like out. Meet this bitch. <laughs> She's like out the school already. She's in class. Freddie just like died for no reason. RIP like- <laughs> to him. Uh, so after this massacre of Freddie, we are back at the Shea apartment <laughs> And Spencer comes in carrying a shit ton of bags saying, hey, kiddo, I'm home and I've got bags. The hey, kiddo (laughs) hurt my heart so much. It's literally so fucking cute. It is. He is a full on fucking dad. He is a father. Bitch, I'm a father. (laughs) No No drama. drama. (laughs) But he's like holding like, you know, like that typical mom movie scene where she has all those plastic bags and she's holding it like at her chest. Yes. Well, he's holding these like or I mean paper bags. He's holding these paper bags that are not actually paper bags because real paper bags crinkle too much. So in filmmaking, like you use fake glass, fake paper, fake Mm -hmm. everything fake because you you really can't have anything that makes noise because you really want to pick up pick up crisp audio. So these bags are like made out of this brown like plasticky fabric that doesn't make any noise but holds their shape and once you know this and you start looking at tv shows at the bags you're like wait i can tell that is not a real like look at the bags my friends you can tell these bags are fake there's never any fucking logos on them they're always just plain brown and they don't look like real paper bags. The more you know, I guess. <laughs> but after Spencer is settled in with all of his fake ass fucking bags, Carly is wondering what the hell this man has. It's literally all butter. Except he also got something to make the toilet blue. So he goes on to say that the reason why he has all of this butter is because he got hired to make a butter sculpture of the mascot Toasty the Baker for this bread convention. And Spencer holds up like a poster of toasty right so we get to see what he looks like for his inspiration and toasty looks fucking high as hell like if you look at the picture of him his eyes are barely open like he's like smirking like grinning like that mascot is high as fuck (laughs) oh my god not the smirk Uh, (laughs) i am so fucking ashamed neither one of us made the joke toasty is toasted Are you kidding me? He is on another planet, that fucking mascot. So Spencer then tells Carly, ask me what I'm getting paid. And before she can even say anything, he goes, 
Money, baby. So are we to presume <laughs> that this whole time that he's been making other projects, he has not been making money? Yes. I mean, once again, 1% trust fund kid. Right. I'm proud of him that he is getting a commission on this one. But he clearly is not a struggling artist like most artists are. Carly is excited about this and she says, sweet. So Spencer says, sweet like corn syrup. Carly goes, high fructose. And then Spencer goes, the highest. (laughs) Spencer's voice gets so unnaturally high. Uh, But then this moment gets really uncomfortable because Spencer goes, what's that little tween belly hungry for? And just like tickles and like touches her stomach. And it's really uncomfortable. Like, but Carly's really into it. So stop. (laughs) I wrote that it was so cute. No, you did not. It made me uncomfortable because it was like he hesitated and she's like into it but like we already kind of went over how Carly clearly kind of has like a crush on Spencer not like oh sorry like yeah. Miranda Cosgrove has a crush on Jerry Trader yeah. not like not like incestually not like they were low-key incest vibes <laughs> yes no no, no. like like the actors have like, crushes psst, on them psst, Miranda but Miranda, just remember your character has a thing for older brother so <laughs> play that in the scene will you there you go yeah and then show some feet <laughs> really cute but also i don't have a dad so like (laughs) male affection that's like non-sexual i'm like oh my god that's so cute and i was thinking like is he playing into his dadliness this episode because he's riding that high that grandpa let him keep carly in the previous episode maybe because he came in and he was like hey kiddo and i was like "Ah!" And then he was like, what does that little teen belly want? And I was like, father. Uh, okay. I mean, when you put it that way, maybe. I just thought it was weird. Like, I, like you could just be like, hey, what's that little tween belly hungry for? But you don't have to, like, go out and, like, touch her. <laughs> I see your point. I see your point. I see your point, too. I'm glad that we could compromise on this. So it's not cute and it's not cringe. It's it's just a thing. It just happened. It balances out. No opinion. <laughs> but after this um, balanced out interaction between her and Spencer, Carly says that she's emailing Nevelocity to ask for an interview. And Spencer, for whatever reason, knows what Nevelocity is. And is like, oh, yeah, everybody reads Nevelocity. My thought was there's either two angles that they're going with this, either that they're trying to show that everybody reads Nevelocity or again that they're like trying to play that Spencer's kind of immature and he like knows all like the child things that they know too. Yeah, I feel like it's supposed to just be talking about how prestigious and well-known the website is because they never really try to emphasize that Nevelocity is a teen website or that it's like, you know, the coolest thing with kids. Right. Like, they really keep it pretty neutral, and they're also, like, very shocked by the fact that Neville is a kid. That's true. They're like, oh, I thought this was a grown man. So I feel like they're just supposed to be, like, talking about, like, how well-known this Webby is. That's a fair point. I agree. To go into Spencer being a child, then, before they go out to leave for food, Spencer cannot contain himself, and he has to go sprint to go make the toilet water blue before they go out to eat. So, he's still a child, just... 
Everybody reads Nevelosity, I guess, so. (laughs) But also, as Carly is standing by the door, she is not only wearing this cute-ass fuzzy orange purse, but also a cute pink fuzzy purse is hanging on the wall. And firstly, I just have to say slay. Yes. And second of all, I literally own the pink fuzzy purse. She does. I own it. She does, in fact. Because our childhood (laughs) is back in fashion. It is. More points. (laughs) I get complimented on it all the time, and people are like, I went to Jewel today. And this, the checkout lady was like, oh my God, I love your purse. Where'd you get it from? And I was like, haha, TJ Maxx. <laughs> Be like, iCarly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> actually, this is like an iCarly original. Like they used it on the set. It's like a vintage, okay, from iCarly. Like I got it from Nickelodeon. Like it was legit. Cost thousands of dollars. Millions. Miranda Cosgrove spit in it, okay? <laughs> Authentic saliva. She put her toes in it. Yes. I sniffed them before she put it in to make sure they were the correct odor. And now my bag is anointed. They are Dan Schneider approved. Oh, no. Instead of like a Gucci authentication, it's like a Dan Schneider authentication. A Dan Schneider toe authentication. No! You're the one who brought it up, so... <laughs> so after they get back from dinner, we're at the iCarly web show. The girls are showing off their flashy new graphic. But after that, they say, I'm Carly and I'm Sam and we like to draw families on our toes. The second they said toes, I was literally that Grand Theft Auto meme that was just like, oh, shit. Here we, here go, we again. go again. Yep. I was like, no, please, no. But it was Mm -hmm. too late for me to have any other thoughts because what do they do? They sit right down. They put their toes right in the camera and we see faces drawn on all of the toes. They're wiggling them and then they Mm -hmm. scream, earthquake! The camera shakes. They're both wiggling their toes, screaming all of this for a long time. And I counted how long because it made me so uncomfortable. And it is exactly 13 seconds of toes wiggling in the camera. Why? Why? I feel like now we just need to keep track of all of the seconds that feet appear on screen. Yeah. This, like, the way that they're positioned reminds me, like, it's like, so their feet are up front in the foreground. Right. And then their heads are peeking up in the background. Mm-hmm. And it literally reminded me of, like, OnlyFans photos. <laughs> yes. girls are taking, like, a photo of their butt or something. But then the viewer wants to make sure that their face is in it. You know? Right. It's like yeah. that weird thing where it can't just be the feet because that's no. not the point of it. It's the fact that it's their feet. Yeah. And their face kind of has to be peeking up in the background. And that disturbed me more. No, it's like the perfect angle. They're like legging in the camera, shaking their toes in like this like weird position right up in the camera. It's just like laying on your back like that, like for a camera is weird. It's weird. It's a weird thing for kids to do. Yeah. If I were like in like a child actor... And the director was like, okay, now lie on your back and bring your feet to me, but then make sure you're still, like, making eye contact with the camera. I would be like, mom, I'm a baby porn star. <laughs> like, I don't know what you signed me up for, but well, I've seen porn and I know what's going on. Yeah, it, it was uncomfortable. Fully. Hated every single second of it and just completely unnecessary to what was going on. But something that was necessary... is this next video. So Carly and Sam are looking at this video on the TV. We can kind of see the video, but they don't talk about it at all. I wanted to say that the video on the screen that they're showing but don't actually talk about is actually the video that we will see later on 
in the post credit scene. That is so funny because what I'm about to say is so off base. Really? I looked at that. <laughs> yeah. I looked at that and I couldn't tell what it was. Keep in mind, I need glasses and I don't have them. <laughs> and I couldn't tell what it was. And it, to me, it looked like kids that had shoved cake on their face. No. And that their face was covered in cake. Yeah. And I was like, even though their face is covered in cake, it looks like they're wearing insane clown posse juggalo makeup. <laughs> that is what my brain got from that. And that's not what is happening at all. It is it is not. I will I will explain later what is happening, I promise, you guys, guys. If I am if I'm ever on a jury, you cannot trust anything I've seen, anything I thought I saw. My my brain betrays me. Do do not put me on jury duty. Um, U.S. government, I'm not trustworthy. <laughs> Stop. Wait. What if I'm on jury duty and I'm trying to like free an innocent man and they play this? They play this. Me being like, do not trust me. They're like, actually, she's not credible. She's not credible. She yeah. said on her podcast that she sees she got different the things. Fact wrong. Her brain doesn't work. <laughs> she saw cake when it's not cake. So she is not reliable. <laughs> I just ruined my own life. Dun, dun. Moving on to the iconic kid crumping and fucking peanut butter, which is the original peanut butter baby. So again, yes. iCarly is the blueprint to everything. Snaps. So Snaps. I just said he did it before peanut butter baby. What about it? What about it? The girls come up with all these little fun things to say afterward. Being like, is he smooth? Is he crunchy? Does he have a girlfriend covered in jelly? Okay, I thought that was very heteronormative because what <laughs> if he had a boyfriend covered in jelly? Let's think wow. about that America. Actually, I shouldn't say America because you guys, this podcast is streaming on every single continent. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you. We literally got Uruguay. We got Japan. We got Bolivia. Dude, we got everything. Thank you guys so much for listening worldwide. This is such an honor. This is insane. I can't get over that. Anyway, <laughs> so think about that world because this is a worldwide podcast and Period. I'm Pitbull. 305. <laughs> anyway, just kidding. 606 from Chicago. Eh. Anyway, but also this poor actor is covered in peanut butter <laughs> or some weird thing that looks like it because he's literally like he, this poor child is lathered in toe. something sticky. Yes. Also, his face is covered. Is that black face? Is it? No, it's brown face. <laughs> Whatever it is, I didn't like it and I felt bad for him and I feel like it's slightly problematic. <laughs> the elevator opens. Carly's really fucking confused as to what's happening. And Sam tells her that she actually ordered Chinese food during the whole show, which like they have this important thing that they have to do. Sam has one job. <laughs> Literally one job. And she can't even do that. This poor man comes out. He's looking fucking confused as hell. And there's cameras everywhere. <laughs> And this man probably thought he was on to catch a predator. Like, he was scared shitless. He's like, there are children here. I am delivering food. There are cameras. I'm about to go to jail. Like, <laughs> kids, camera. Oh, no. Host walks out. So what were you planning on doing here? <laughs> Freddie is Chris Hansen. Yes. Chris Hansen, Freddie Benson, sounds very similar to me. Nickelodeon explain. Conspiracy alert. <laughs> Freddie Benson is Chris Hansen. More at 10. <laughs> but all I could think about was why is this poor man in the attic? When you get food delivered, they do not come inside. Right. They're at the door. 
you exchange the money and the goods and then they're off so was spencer just like yeah go ahead go up they're upstairs <laughs> go ahead girl go ahead get down but like, who's paying for it who also Sam. Who, there's never any money exchange no so did spencer pay for it and was just like yeah give him room service yeah go up there go ahead they're doing a web show but like whatever dude have fun they might harass no, he didn't you tell him. he said there are no cameras up there don't worry just head up <laughs> That's what he's part said. of to catch a predator he <laughs> he set him up spencer's a pa a pa yeah. on to catch a predator he is he gets his headphone and mic on he's like perpetrator's heading up now he's coming up now get ready get ready get the camera ready but this delivery man's drip is kind of immaculate and i don't know <laughs> if it's just one of those things where it's like weird shit from like when we were kids has come back in fashion and like at the time that this was filmed like this might have been a little lame outfit because weird things were in style in the mid-2000s but he's got those big grandpa glasses which are back in style and he's got like this cute little windbreaker on these little pants on like ni- like his drip immaculate that's all i can say about it yeah we love him too hard they go up to this poor dude freddie has this camera in this man's fucking face and they ask him what his name is and he goes uh it's chuck and then carly and sam into the camera go chuck i would kill myself (laughs) if that happened like picture one of those little instagram comedians coming up to you with their fucking fake like like microphone you know where it's just their phone and being like what's your name Chuck. <laughs> i would leave i would literally be i'd be like, be like okay here's your food bye and like go back in the elevator anyway so you all gonna pay me or like what so chuck played along he had his coin spencer paid him he did he said i'm in this attic i'm a vibe he was there for the clout y'all look rich like maybe i'll just like play into this a little bit so maybe this will work out for me he was like i can tell your parents were yeah. one percenters is this shit airing can i get sponsorships all right all right uh, so to get those sponsorships they start interviewing this poor fucking man and he doesn't really give like many answers and sam tells him chuck you're very boring and i was like maybe the man is just fucking terrified caught off guard he was expecting to not be on like to catch a predator or bombarded by two children asking him all these really personal questions he just wanted to drop off some food okay before you get ahead of yourself i cannot (laughs) believe that you missed this pivotal piece of information they go chuck where are you from and he goes wisconsin and i was like well i thought that they picked wisconsin because it's like a joke where it's like is anybody actually from wisconsin you know what i'm from illinois and i know that illinois and wisconsin got a lot of beef because of taxes and shit like that but i respect and i don't fucking like the brewers but i respect my wisconsinites i love and respect my wisconsin brothers i love going to milwaukee I love going to Kenosha. Wisconsin is a great place. They got cheese curds. And I will not stand for this disrespect. I'm not saying I have any beef with Wisconsin. I'm just saying that people say that. To the iCarly people, if this is what you were going for, (laughs) fuck you. As a Midwestern girl, absolutely go fuck yourself. Wisconsin (laughs) is a lovely place with lovely, bright, vibrant people. It has some of the biggest up-and-coming cities in the nation. Midwestern boy, Moving on from Cersei's love of her life, apparently. I was really pissed that Sam is calling this man boring. Like, my thought is that it was honestly kind of racist. A hundred percent. Once again, it was that quiet Asian stereotype, because I don't know if we mentioned this, but it's he's played by an Asian actor. And it's like, if you had more diversity, like in 
the full cast set, this wouldn't stand out so much. But it's like, so you're telling me the only three Asian yes. characters you have are negative. You have two weird, boring, quiet people. And then one, right. like, germy, sneezy guy. And that's it. It's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Be a little self-aware, yeah. Nickelodeon. Don't sue us, though. <laughs> Please. They pull Chuck up to dance because we have the first official random dancing. Random <laughs> dancing. They throw the fucking Chinese food, like, all over the floor. And it's so rude. And it's wasteful. Like, But then Chuck kind of, like, gets into the dancing. So, like, we're here for it. He's, like, grooving. He's moving. He's feeling it. And why did he get into it? Because he's a cold-blooded <laughs> Wisconsinite. And people from Wisconsin know how to get down. We're back at the Shea apartment. <laughs> and the gang is all sitting at the kitchen table talking about how Chuck was born without a personality, which, again, rude, rude and racist. And Freddie says that Carly got an email from Nevelocity. Carly shoves this man off the fucking chair. Freddie goes <laughs> flying like he is one pound. And honestly, Freddie probably loved this since he's into degradation and he's in love with Carly, but Carly never degrades him. So he was probably living his fucking fantasy in this moment. Honestly, true. Facts were spoken. We find out that Neville wants to interview Carly for his website and Chuck interrupts by coming out excited as fuck about the blue toilet water. And he has like all this water in his hand and he goes to go show them. And all the water drops out, obviously because it's water, and his hands are covered in blue. And Carly says, now he has a personality. I feel like this is also kind of racist because we have two Asian characters in this episode. And one of them is like sneezing a lot and is like literally called Jeremy. And then the other one is playing with toilet water. They're both just like holy dirty and gross. Well, so it's like, again, Nickelodeon. Think about what you are doing. Know. What? Is that also insinuating that he doesn't know that water is going to slip through your hands? Like, it was kind of just like calling him stupid, too. I feel like you should know that blue toilet water just means cleaning solution. But yeah. Spencer didn't know that either. Right. Maybe they're just playing their adults for dumb. But, like, putting your hands in toilet water and carrying it out to people, there's piss and shit particles <laughs> in there. I think he should be aware of that. <laughs> At least we would hope so. Spencer is just as confused as we are. And he goes, who the fuck is this guy? He actually said that. He (laughs) said fuck. But Nickelodeon (laughs) had to bleep it out. And Jerry Trainer almost got fired. That's a fact. That's a true fact. But do not do not research it. Do not fact check it. I can't be held accountable (laughs) for what you find. I was going to say Spencer has no idea what the fuck happens in his apartment. Not a single clue. And this just proves that (laughs) even more. Like, I don't really give a fuck. It was like, oh, my parents pay my rent. So I don't really I don't really have an investment in this place. (laughs) And then we are in the Shea apartment again. And Spencer is working on his butter sculpture, which is mildly terrifying because it's literally like this humanoid piece of toast with a face high as fuck (laughs) yeah dressed as a chef (laughs) clearly just like styrofoam painted yellow and then jerry trainer has like butter or something similar in his hands and he's like smearing it on it i was just sort of suspect because the amount of butter that he bought in comparison to how large this sculpture is it does not seem to be the same (laughs) two and two are not equaling four here mainly because he had 0.1.1 so how does he have two (laughs) He knows how to work with his resources. Make it last. Okay. I have no idea he's very resourceful because we know he's very poor. Just kidding. I mean, I'm I'm not asking you to explain it. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying Tell me. Tell me every reason. Natalie, why 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 does Spencer's butter not match up? 
Tell me right now. I was Tell just me. trying to defend my man. I'm just saying. Okay? Don't come at him. Don't make sense. Don't make no sense. He's my man too. <laughs> He's my man as well. So don't get <laughs> don't get too full of yourself, mate. All right. Because uh, he chose me last week in the match shop. It's Love Island. We're literally on Love Island. He chose me. He's not your man. He's our man. We sh- communism. Communism. <laughs> She says she's going to quit the podcast. She's literally going to quit. I just want to talk about the sculpture besides the butter. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, the thing that I noticed about the sculpture was that in the beginning, when we see the poster of Toasty, he has one hand that's raised and it's like an open palm. But then in the sculpture that Spencer makes, it's an okay symbol instead of a flat palm. So it's actually not even the mascot picture that they do. What does it mean? <laughs> We're back on Love Island. And then Carly comes down and is like, Burr, why is it so c- c- cold in here? And Spencer explains that it's because he needs to keep the AC blasting so the sculpture won't melt. Because if you hadn't heard yet, it's made out of fucking butter. And then Cardi's like, C- Cardi? Cardi, Cardi B? B. <laughs> Carly asks if he's ready to bring her to Neville's. And Spencer's like, let's get out of here, Scoob. And he tries to like grab his keys, but he can't because his hands are full of fucking butter. He drops his keys on the floor. Carly is literally just fucking standing there. Like she is just watching him struggle the entire time. They fall on the floor and then he picks them up with his teeth. So he's good with his mouth then. (laughs) Hey, anyway, so my number is... It's Natalie Collins and there's Anon from the I Rewatch I Carly podcast. We just want digits. We want to hit. We want to chill. So like what that mouth do, Spencer? I'd like to know. Can you just like smoke us out real quick and like <laughs> we'll just like chill? Um, Just like us, you and like Mr. Toasty would be like really great, honestly. Ideal blunt <laughs> rotation. <laughs> I call Mr. Toasty. <laughs> <laughs> like what do those fingers do? Like honestly. Those buttery fingers. Oh, no. Um, But I genuinely fucking hated this because this is just another thing where, like, men actually don't wash their hands. They don't. He could have easily washed his hands and he was like, no, actually, I identify as a male, which means I'm dirty and I won't wash my hands. Let me ask you this. How many friends have you had that had chronic UTIs and chronic Uh, yeast infections and then they broke up with their boyfriend and then all of a sudden that went away? Men are gross. They're dirty. They are nasty. Ladies, if you have chronic UTIs and chronic yeast infections, break up with your man. I beg you. I beg you to question. Is it your vaginal (laughs) flora and fauna that is failing you that has existed for centuries? Or is it your dirty ass boyfriend who doesn't wash under his fingernails? Because I promise you, when you break up, all of a sudden your pussy's going to be right. (laughs) Anyway, where were we? Oh, break up with your boyfriend. He's dirty. Also, at the end, when Spencer's at the door, he does this little visual gag of like not being able to open the door because his hands are full of butter. But he's so into it. And the camera like hardly catches it. I feel like it was definitely supposed to be like a full on visual gag that was meant for the laugh track. But they cut it for time. I didn't have the laugh track, so I didn't notice. (laughs) I didn't know when to laugh. You only know when to laugh on iCarly because the laugh track is there. Except for sometimes when it's genuinely funny, which is kind of embarrassing. So we'll (laughs) raise past that. So we're outside of Neville's house. So like, does Neville just live in Seattle? Yeah. Just coincidentally, the largest website owner in the world just happens to live in seattle as we know one of the most poppin cities <laughs> that was sarcasm you're such a hater i hate seattle and 
anti-Seattle gang. People can be successful and from <laughs> Seattle. Okay, hater. And clearly Neville and Carly and Spencer no. and Freddie and Sam are all from there. So yes. No, the only successful people are from Wisconsin and Illinois. Mark my words. <laughs> Look it up. Research it. It's the truth. Midwest supremacy. Uh. <laughs> but just what are the fucking chances? That's all I have to say. And then so Carly's like, Spencer, wait in the car. And Spencer's like, no, what if this guy's a weirdo? I just love how protective he is. He's like, no. I want to make sure that you're not going into this house alone. Even though I don't know what's going on in my own house, I want to make sure that you're safe outside of the house. <laughs> I was just like, I love that the undertone is casually like, what if you get smexually assaulted by this old creepy guy? Right. And then in my head, I was like, wait, hold up. That kind of happens, though. Yeah, it does. And he's still there, so. And it doesn't change a thing. And back on Love Island, are we? And then Love Island, Ireland. We're a bit north, aren't we? And then Spencer, <laughs> Natalie, somehow has gotten into my bedroom and she has a blow dart filled with poison that is going to make me pass out and she's going to blow it at me if I do one more accent. <laughs> and then Spencer has some leftover butter on his elbow and he like is like, oh my God, butter. And he goes to try to lick it off and Carly just yells, it's not possible. But the butter wasn't there before. It was not. It, like, it only showed up when he got to Neville's house. No, it means that that set person that we fired last week he is came getting back. fired again. He came back and we have to fire him again. So, trash. Tisk tisk. Lazy work, sir or madam. We're coming for you, whoever you are. When we find out who you are, you better watch out. You'll never be hired on this side of the Mississippi again. <laughs> Even if he could physically lift, lick his elbow and get the butter, why would he want a full mouth of butter? Like, butter is something you don't want to lick off your fingers. Um, it's just fat. I like butter. Like, is it my first choice of what I would like to lick off my fingers? No. But will I do it? Yes. I have left the chat. I don't mind butter. It's, it's just, like, fat and flavorless. To you. To you. Not to me and Spencer. I mean, I guess you two are the real soulmates. I think I'm left out of this grouping. Well, you know what? I'll just be also, sad and lonely. We are saving waste because it would either just go on the floor, but instead we are consuming it and then it will just, you know, be digested. Yeah, you're a hero. You're a hero. I really am. Who's the real vegan? You know, it's me. I love the earth. Your mother, Teresa. God bless your soul. I'm saving the earth. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Congratulate. The congregation applauds you. We got a saint in our presence. She licks the Thank butter. You. Have you heard of that? She licks the... <laughs> she's saving the planet. Wow. Anyway, this is such an early 2000s joke about not being able to lick your elbow. This is like a weird ass thing that like everyone was obsessed with mentioning and it would just like appear in every form of media exactly like the being able to like shatter glass. Yeah, it was just this weird thing that like humans discovered and we're like, this needs to be in comedy. It needs to be there. I feel like it's because like memes didn't exactly exist yet. So this is how niche humor was transported. Right. 
like through TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah. I was just going to say, do you remember in like college when that whole trend kind of came back about the elbow thing and like licking people's elbows and it wasn't your own elbow. It was like if you lick somebody else's elbow, they couldn't feel it. Yes, but it wasn't college. It was definitely in grammar school for me, the licking the elbow. Grammar thing. school. OK, listen, I'm old, but I'm not that old. Like <laughs> I was in eighth grade when we were in college. I Listen, guys, we are like two years apart. Not even like. You guys, I'm 17 and she's 27. No. The law might say it's illegal, but I love her. And then Mrs. Papperman comes and gets the door. And Miss Papperman check. She's played by Wendy Braun, who is a prolific actress with over 90 roles mm-hmm. under her belt, which is incredibly impressive. She's usually a character actress only on one or two episodes in a TV show. Her longest reoccurring roles were on General Hospital as Mrs. Irish Sneed, which, what a fucking name. And she was also Kathy on mm-hmm. Atypical. But she also had one episode appearances on some of my favorite TV shows like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Bones, Documentary Now, and Criminal Minds, and Lost, which I'm excited to look out for and try to find her the next time I watch. And she had an uncredited dancing role in The Big Lebowski in the beginning of her career. She is a queen, for sure. So she opens the door and says, wow, Neville loves iCarly, and he's been talking about it all week. And Spencer very politely is like, so how long have you been married to Neville? And she's like, uh, I think you're confused. And then Neville Papperman comes sauntering <laughs> out and it's legitimately a child, a full ass child. child. And that child is played by Reed Alexander, who a little fun fact that I found one of his like film credits that he's in, which was before iCarly is this movie Magnus Incorporated and one of his co-stars in this movie is none other than the Nathan Chris. So they wow. already knew each other they're before set this. buddies. So they're little, they're little besties. They said, kissy kissy, I'm going to be on your new show. <laughs> they said, anyway, thanks for the referral. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that Mrs. Papperman's response to being accused of dating her child was a little bit lukewarm. Yeah, she just like breezed over it. She was like, uh-huh. I think you're confused. I feel like if someone were to be like, oh, your husband. Um, that's my son. Right. You freak. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I feel like that is a very jarring thing to be accused of. Yes. But also, Neville is legitimately (laughs) two. He's a two foot tall munchkin that comes brazen into the room wearing khaki pants held up by a belt (laughs) with some fancy ass dress shoes on and And. he's wearing not one but two collared shirts one of which is a long sleeve polo and the other one is a short sleeve polo on top (laughs) what child voluntarily wears not one but two collared shirts what child i would like to know um we're gonna find out what child neville papperman i was gonna say a child who starts with a g and ends with a y i was like neville doesn't start with a g (laughs) (laughs) but and then neville waltzes in with all the confidence in the world and he introduces himself by saying carly shay live and in person and he extends (laughs) a hand and says it's so exciting to meet you i'm neville papperman Which, if someone introduced themselves like that to me, I would just 
just smack them get the fuck away from me you're a weirdo if that didn't set the tone for the entire interaction i don't know what does like (laughs) kylie shay live and in person like is this a like 1930s carnival introduction what it's like snl like live and in person we are saturday night like this is fucking (laughs) carly shay wednesday evening live and in person i'm neville papperman (laughs) and i'm wearing two polos <laughs> and Carly is obviously befuddled. She's like, "You're Neville?" <laughs> and Spencer's like, "But you're just a little kid. You're so cute." And Neville's like, "I created one of the world's most visited websites, which gets over five million page views per day. I'm not cute." <laughs> and he says it like that, which is, I think, I think that like the kid who plays Neville is so amazing at being so fucking annoying. Yes, I'm not yes. cute. Like, okay, not toxic masculinity making this small child defend himself from Spencer's infantilization because it threatens his, like, little masculine aura. Well, it's like when you're at that age where it's like, you don't want to be called cute, you know? Like, it's like an insult if you're you're called cute. It cuts to Neville, like, standing in this ridiculous outfit. And he has, like, these loose layers on top. And these loose layers on bottom. And he just looks like puffy and short. And it's so fucking funny to look at. Because his like butt is just like puffing out. <laughs> Why are you looking has, at like, his butt? On. He's a child. He's 11. It was puffing out. I couldn't look away. I could not look away from the puffy butt. It looked like he was wearing a diaper. He looked like a baby. Hello, 911. She's right here. <laughs> I admit. I looked at the child and decided that he was ill-dressed. And I continued to comment on it. His butt was puffing out like he was wearing a diaper. What paperwork do I need to sign? (laughs) (laughs) But the whole time that Spencer is like infantilizing him, Miss Paverman's face is like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. Spencer's like, no, I know you're cute because I want to mess up your hair. And then he just starts petting him like a dog and cooing at him like, who's your little cute Neville? Who gets 5 million page views? And Neville just like literally like cue the rich kid alarm, stomps on the floor and goes, mother. (laughs) It's like, okay, mommy issues. Let us know. Tell us about them. And to get Spencer away from Neville, she's like, would you like to go to the kitchen for a cup of tea? A cup of tea, a little British, a bit English, a cuppa, would you mind? And Spencer, after he's asked if he wants a little bit of tea from this lovely host, he goes, will there be lemon? And she goes, yes. And he says, well, all right then. Like as if he wouldn't have gone to get tea if lemon were not involved. Like he straight up would have been like, no, no, absolutely not. I don't want your jank ass tea with no fucking lemon. He has standards. He knows how he likes his tea and he will not accept it in another way. But also this might have been a stand in for her being like, hey, you want to grab a beer? But they couldn't use that. So they were like, you want to grab a tea? A bit of the wine. Yeah. (laughs) Neville invites Carly to sit on the couch with him by saying, please sit. (laughs) And then he instantly offers her hand sanitizer. But like manipulates her into using some by fear-mongering and being like she's instantly weirded out but then he's like trillions of germs live on your skin so of course carly's like oh okay i guess i'll (laughs) take some and i feel like him being a germaphobe was supposed to be like in case you haven't noticed i'm weird i'm a weirdo i don't fit in and i don't want to fit in 
have you ever seen me without my hand sanitizer? That's weird. But like after this <laughs> pandemic, like re-fucking tweet Mr. Neville. I get it. You know what? Neville does make some points. So maybe, maybe we should have listened to what he had to say. I listened to Neville. <laughs> he spoke the truth. Neville is like, I'm impressed by the show. And Carly's like, thanks. That means a lot. And he's like, I know. So fucking arrogant. Like this little twat. We take everything nice back that we said about him. Immediately. (laughs) He says that his viewers would love to know more about Carly. And so he asks what shampoo she uses. And then he grabs a handful of her hair and presses it to his face and goes... First of all, Carly's so uncomfortable, but second of all, I was so uncomfortable. Yes. And third of all, I'm assuming you were uncomfortable. Absolutely. It was... Uh, I, I don't have any other word besides uncomfortable. Like, it, it was... It was not a delicate sniff. No. It was a let me bury and inhale your dander. Yes. Your womanly dander. Right. Well, it's again when, like, men, like, touch you uncomfortably and you're like... Like, Carly's face, I was like, yep, I know exactly what's happening. He pulls away from her, and you can tell that Miranda is trying so hard to look pissed, but you can tell that she's about to break because this was so hard to film. <laughs> she's, like, holding her lips together, like, <laughs> like trying desperately not to let a giggle slip. And Neville just says the specific shampoo and scent that she has. And I was like, okay, super sniffer. This is Burton Guster vibes. Do you know who Burton Guster is? No. He's from this show Psych. That's like amazing. Oh, okay. Yes. 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 So he can like smell really well. So he'll just be like, corn rolls from that (laughs) restaurant down the street. They use saffron. And he is like the super sniffer. And I was like, okay, Neville is swag jacking Burton Guster. (laughs) The blueprint again. I Carly did it first. Carly's like. Wow, you have a great nose. You must love flowers. And he goes, I hate flowers because bugs sit upon them and make poo. (laughs) Sit upon them and make poo. Sit upon them and make poo. Who says that? Especially at 11 years old. Who the fuck says that? Neville. Never Neville Never (laughs) (laughs) And this is something that I noticed bartending, which is kind of weird, but men say poo and women say poop huh men will always be like i'm gonna have a poo and women will be like i'm gonna take a poop but to me poo is like a soft soft serve ice cream diarrhea e texture but a poop is like a nice poop a nice solid poop and then very casually neville leans back and grabs a framed photo that is behind the couch and shows it to her and it's an x-ray of his fucking well i guess it's not an x-ray it's like a cat scan because you can't see he calls it an x-ray though well he's incorrect i don't think you can see like fleshy muscling in x-rays um so he says that it's an x-ray okay who is the forensic science degree here who has it (laughs) i mean you're not wrong i'm just saying that he calls it an x-ray yeah um so and then he grabs it and he's like, this is an x-ray, actually a CAT scan of my brain that I just have, you know, next to the couch, yada, yada, yada. And then he goes, big, isn't it? And like he smirks at her and Carly's like, huh, that's one beefy brain you got there. Which sexual innuendo. Yes. Sexual. I immediately thought of unsolicited dick pics. Stop. Stop, because literally, look at what I wrote. Oh, my God. (laughs) I said it is an unwarranted dick pic. Yes, because, like, first of all, who calls their brain beefy? Like, it is 
And also, he literally takes this picture out of nowhere, shows it to her, and is like, it's big, isn't it? And it's like, that's literally what guys do when they send you unsolicited dick pics. Like, this is it right here exactly and then neville asks if she's hungry she says no but he doesn't care and goes to fetch her a snack anyway obviously because why would men listen to women what like what they have to say they never do while he is off in the kitchen carly secretly calls sam and is like where are you right now but while she's calling her guess what she uses what a 2007 razor flip phone which i had in pink (laughs) in grammar school it was the shit. It was the coolest thing you could own. It was. She's like, where are you? And Sam is on Carly's couch, feet on the table, fully just vibing. And Carly's like, how the hell did you get into my house? But aside from all that weirdness, guess what Sam is wearing on her feet? What? She is wearing pink ankle height uggs yes which is also something i would love to own yes like she is slaying the game in the shoe department but they also have a hole in the bottom oh which is very on brand for her poverty arc that is on very on brand <laughs> when carly's like how did you get into our apartment sam's like i know where you keep the spare key but it's like where would they keep a spare key they live in an apartment there's nothing outside like for them to hide it in like a rock or something but I was just thinking like a welcome mat, but I don't think that they have a welcome mat outside of their apartment. Maybe it's like one of their 45 doors that they have. They have some welcome mat somewhere else that we don't see. But or people put it like on like an awning. Again, I don't think that the apartment that they have has an awning. So no, exactly. They don't have a mat. There's no rocks out there. Like we've seen the outside. They don't even have a fucking doorbell. The fact that Carly doesn't even care, like she has moved on from the fact that Sam just kind of does whatever the fuck that she wants in this relationship. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sam literally fucking like is breaking and entering into my apartment. But you know, whatever. We're just like besties. Eh. Just a casual B&E. Yeah. Just like normal. And then she informs Sam that Neville isn't a man, he's a child, and he's creepy as fuck. Again, she said the F word. She said it, and Nickelodeon had to censor her. But Sam literally doesn't care. She's like, Carly, you know how important this is to our web show, so you better play nice with him. So Sam is literally going and victim-blaming Carly this entire time, too. It's so fucked up. And it also plays into that like power dynamic that we see a lot in Hollywood where there's somebody who's more powerful than you and they have this say over your career. Exactly. And all I have to say is, was Neville inspired by Harvey Weinstein? (laughs) Probably. Or maybe Dan Schneider was at least. (laughs) Sam is like, it's cold in this apartment. So she turns up the thermostat. And like, where the fuck does she get off being this rude coming into their apartment, but then like fucking around with their apartment and like the thermostat mr toasty starts fucking melting because the heat's been turned up and this is just literally fucking hilarious because you can tell it's just like water dripping off of styrofoam Mm -hmm. and then neville brings out his mother's top node carly is not interested in it but he just goes again and shoves it in her mouth without her wanting it um again a dick reference Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you in the other episode where everything's a sexual innuendo. But, but like true. sexual innuendo number three, because Literally. we were talking about him showing the dick pic now, and now he's just shoving shit in her mouth. So Precisely. And she just goes, oh my God, that's so awesome. And all I have to say is, ladies, if a man ever shoves something in your mouth without your consent, 
do not tell him it is so awesome. Just bite down. That's <laughs> Literally. All you have to do. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's standing there by the couch and he goes, please sit. And Carly sits down at the end of the couch and then he sits down next to her, but like so close to her, like thigh to thigh touching. And this is just all too familiar. Like they're playing it for laughs, but like I feel like every woman has been in the situation where you're like with a man yep. where you thought everything was just going to be like platonic, interviewee, or you're on a train or something like that. And then all of a sudden it's like... Yeah, like professional. Yeah. Like I'm so uncomfortable, but it's equivocal enough to the point where if I said something and he said, what are you talking about? I would feel stupid. Right. But she clearly feels uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, you know, and they know. But if you were to bring it up, they could easily downplay it and, like, make you feel dumb. Neville is all of a sudden like, do you think fireplaces are romantic? And Carly's like, yeah, sure, I guess. And he says, you've guessed correctly. And it was a question. Like, why is he like, you've guessed correctly? He's such a piece of shit. I hate this kid. (laughs) He's so presumptuous. I would beat this kid with my bare fists if I was a child. I would wail on him. And then Neville puts a fireplace on his laptop, which my mom is quaking because she loves to do this. He like puts his hands up to the laptop like it's real fire and like he's warming them. And then he asks her if she likes music, which who doesn't like music, first of all. Crazy. So he goes ahead and throws on a song. And the song that he throws on is a song that we heard in the I Dream of Dance episode. We didn't go into their dreams yet, so it's like the last video that we see before we go into their dreams. This song is playing with the girl dancing. Wow. So, fun little callback. And then Neville starts dancing, and I use that in quotes, because he's really just, like, moving his shoulders on the couch and, like, awkwardly, like, biting his lip and, like, making eyes at Miss Carly Shay in the flesh. And, like, this was literally so uncomfortable to watch first of all because he's a child imagine that poor child actor being told that he needs to put the moves on carly (laughs) shay he was probably like i'd rather be dead but then also this was like quintessential i'm gonna put the moves on her charade featured in like every late 90s early 2000s sitcom this is literally what matthew mcconaughey does to kate hudson and how to lose a guy in 10 days like point for point Mm -hmm. that's where neville got his moves from and then he asks her if she wants to dance with him and he pulls her up before she can even say no and then carly breaks away from him and goes i didn't come here to dance and then she turns off the music and then neville just goes in and kisses her on the (laughs) cheek sloppy and wet and carly backs away in disgust and goes neville and he's he like goes into some like fucking like nightingale like theatrical musical monologue and he goes yes i stole a kiss upon your cheek and now another kiss i wish to seek like okay (laughs) theater kid energy has arrived literally I was like, what play is this that we're quoting from? (laughs) Also, like, the spit was literally so wet. You could just, like, hear the saliva. It was like... I was like, I'm disgusted. It's already gross, but then add that in there. I know. Because he wants to seek another kiss, Carly goes, 
seek some tapenade and picks up the tapenade and just smears it in his face, walks towards the door and then screams, Spencer! I have to be serious with this because this entire scene just truly fucking disgusted me. This is exactly how men are and it made me uncomfortable because I know like myself and so many other women, like we were saying before, have been in this exact situation or they're just like the ones who are left to deal with it in the end because we know that the man like genuinely doesn't think that they did anything wrong. Like they probably don't think about it ever again. And then it like has this huge impact on women. It hits too close to home. It's so fucking uncomfortable. And you know that you just have to play along with it. Right. Because you're worried what will happen if you stand up for yourself and really put it down. Like, no, I'm uncomfortable with this. Yeah. Because in the real world, you don't always have a mom and Spencer, which ultimately equates to two moms in the other room. (laughs) You know, you're fully on your own, Uh like fully, which is really fucking scary. Even spencer being there like this still happened like there are Mm -hmm. people with her so imagine if somebody wasn't there then what you know like exactly it's just scary because it's it's so real for so many people exactly and this is why we need to teach men to respect women and not sexually assault women instead of teaching women how to not get sexually assaulted exactly because ultimately women will always have to be in rooms with men women will always have to deal with men and men are the ones who need to learn to control themselves and not feel entitled to women's bodies period so spencer comes out holding a cup of tea and a plate and his pinky is up of course because he's quite posh like that and neville is screaming at carly and he goes you shouldn't have done that carly shay you will rue this day you'll rue it <laughs> which he is what fully what just so so many what's Carly dips the fuck out of the house. Spencer looks at him with the tapenade all over his face Mm -hmm. and just goes, you got a little. And (laughs) Neville turns to him in this like, like he is just stanced up like a feral animal about (laughs) to fuck someone up, which technically he is feral because I'm assuming he's not castrated so (laughs) no and he clearly doesn't know any boundaries or social cues or anything so he is clearly feral but this like whole stance that he has was totally terrifying to me because adding in like the context of what had just happened and then throwing this in there seeing how mad this kid is for carly like standing up for herself is terrifying terrifying Mm -hmm. This is exactly what women go through where this shit happens and they get punished socially, financially, career wise for standing up for themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like their egos can't handle somebody rejecting them. Mm -hmm. So like and the fact that he gets so mad about it is so realistic. Like that's what like the truly terrifying part of that whole scene was. No. Have you ever rejected a man? Men will come up to you beg you for an ounce of coochie a minute of your time half of your phone number please miss please you reject them all of a sudden well you're fat and ugly Mm -hmm. who the fuck wants you anyway you dumb bitch what the fuck you thought i wanted you Ugh, you're nasty like baby boy you were begging for an ounce of my attention a second ago just a second ago your inability to deal with rejection does not have to do with my looks at all it has to do with your weak ego and probably your tiny pee-pee. Most likely. Being able to handle rejection is the most attractive thing that a man can have. I like to reject a guy once just to see how he'll react. And if he reacts well, I'm like, cool, I'd fuck you. 
If not, you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> That's a good strategy. That is. <laughs> it's a great test, ladies. If a man can be mad at you and still respect you and articulate his feelings thoroughly and not degrade you, that's something you need to know out of the gate. Taking notes. Taking notes. We need to discuss how Neville is completely gay-coded because... Oh, he's queer. Like, capital Q, queer. Like, the outfit. He is the G in LGBT. <laughs> Me and her are the L. Yes. <laughs> Elliot Page is the T. <laughs> and he is the G. And Spencer's the A for ally. And <laughs> no, Spencer's the B. We know oh, Spencer is the B. No, Neville's the B. I was about to say Neville is bisexual, but he is curious towards women. He knows that he's gay, but he's curious towards women. I don't know if he'll end up yeah. on women. I don't know. It's just like every single thing that Neville does is like stereotypical, like gay. He is gay. He is something that rhymes with a baguette. <laughs> And I can make that joke because I'm also a homosexual. I'm a dirty homosexual. <laughs> because I also rhyme with a baguette. <laughs> I rhyme with a fike. <laughs> Either way, Neville, everything about him is like that stereotypical like gay child where they're like they're prim and proper dressing. They're prim and proper this. They're like kind of annoying. You know, it's like every like kind of negative stereotype of like a gay little boy oh hey you're gay guess what you're also fucking annoying yeah <laughs> we're back at the shea apartment and carly is telling the gang what happened with neville and freddie's like he's only 11 and sam goes yes now stop speaking and spencer is smirk lurking in the corner looking at them like he mm. knows that they are flirting. Like, he is a full-blown study stan. He knows. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so funny because I said, he looks so hot, but also, do you think he knows that their love language is bullying? So I think we just came to a yes. conclusion. Whenever we come to, like, these weird little conclusions separately, I'm like, wow, we're on to something. Yeah. minds. So Carly concludes the Neville story by saying that Neville kissed her. To which Freddie says, completely freaked out, whoa, whoa, he kissed you? Of course, he's only mad about this, too. Like, he does not get worked up about anything else, but he's like, oh, he, he touched my girl? Oh, whoa. And then Freddie goes, show my lips exactly what he did. Like, read the fucking room, Freddie. Like, she just got assaulted. Like, there is a time and a place, and now is not the time and the fucking place, dude. First of all, Sam rolls her eyes to this as she, she like, should her, her eyes like went into a different <laughs> dimension she was like fredward knock it off but secondly what is up with men needing to convince women to give them an ounce of puss yes i don't understand why men want to be a charity project want to be kissed under false pretenses want to be slept with only when a woman is drunk why do you not want to be wanted but you want to be begging someone for attention i don't know the answer to that it's pathetic it is and especially in this pathetic. in this like situation where if you truly cared about carly like you would want to be there for her and want to comfort her but no he just wants to like get in her pants and that's it like that's all he cares about he just wants to be that like pity like 
make out and whatever it may be instead of being like, hey, actually, this was a really traumatic situation for Carly. Let me try to comfort her. No, mm-hmm. he's just saying this fucking bullshit. Yeah. And then obviously Carly says no. And then Sam says to Freddie, you just keep making out with your stuffed animals. Sam wants to be one of the stuffed animals that Freddie <laughs> makes out with. She's like um, one of those stuffed animals. AKA me. (laughs) (laughs) Carly says that she put Toppin on his face and he told her that she would rue the day, Carly Shay. And Sam's like, what's Toppinod? And in I Carly fashion for a punchline, Carly explains what it is by saying, it's a spread made of olives, garlics, and capers. And all of the kids are like, ew. And then Carly's like, wait, it's actually like really good. And Freddie is like, well, what did he mean by rue the day? Which this scene, this iconic ass scene taught an entire generation the word rue. Yes, it did. It did. Do you remember kids talking about like them learning the word rue on iCarly Mm -hmm. and saying the word rue all the time in school? Yeah, like too much. This was (laughs) iconic. Sam asks, what does rue mean? No one knows what Rue means, not even Spencer. Spencer comes to, tries to come to the rescue and Googles it, but he accidentally explains the word Rue, which is spelled R-O-U-X, which is a mixture of fat and flour used to make sauces and soups, to which Sam says, Neville called you a fat flour? <laughs> then they realize that he spelled it wrong and he reads the correct explanation and says, to regret, to wish that something had never been done. The gang all knows that this means that he's going to write a fuck-ass review for iCarly. And why is Spencer almost 30, but he doesn't know what Rue means? I'll tell you why. Because he didn't watch iCarly in grammar school, and he did not get the epic lesson that we got. So Carly's standing there, and she touches her cheek, and she's like, I'm going to go scrub his creepy lip residue off my cheek. Which sad r.i.p to you but all i'm looking at is her necklace did you notice it it is one of those quintessential juicy couture heart-shaped necklaces that was so trendy no. when we were younger is it wow yeah and it's like pink and it's like mm, mm, mm. that's amazing i loved it i wanted one so badly i never got it because i lived in poverty <laughs> all of a sudden all of the sudden spencer's confused as to why it isn't cold in the apartment and a light bulb goes off in his head and he's like <gasps> toasty he runs to toasty to find that he is completely melted in a puddle on the floor with the hands and the chef hat just lying there next to him but they have an open kitchen floor plan like they're th- how did they not see this before it is a giant ass fucking sculpture in the middle of the kitchen they're all in like the living room there is no way that they did not notice that this giant ass sculpture was fucking melted literally it's like they were there for how long and spencer was just like rue a mixture of butter and flour that you use to make soups (laughs) and doughs like did not notice a damn thing he's just so quirky he just don't be noticing shit but also he is like giving the performance of his acting career when he goes and finds toasty he's like toasty no screaming it is and sam just doesn't give a fuck about this emotional ass (laughs) performance and it's just like god it's like a giant baby threw up and spencer is just screaming in pain like 
grabbing the guts of his former sculpture in his hands. And then Sam instantly, her first thought is to look at Freddie and be like, I told you not to turn off the thermostat. And Freddie's like, what? I had nothing to do with this. But Sam just keeps on blaming him and like doesn't let it go. Thank God Spencer doesn't care. He doesn't give a hoot who was responsible. He's like, it's fine. And he just says, I need a bucket and a mop and sprints off. And it's like, okay, the original writer of WAP is here. It was Spencer Shea (laughs) saying that he needed a bucket and a mop to clean this shit up. Where are his royalties? Why was he not in the music video? I have some Cardi B. Cardi B, explain it. He said it in 2007. He said, I need a bucket and a mop. He said it on Nickelodeon. This was actually, she was actually re-watching iCarly. And she was like, you know what? That is good. Write that down. Write that down. She was like, Spencer Shea is on to things. But also, he tries to run out of the apartment. And is screaming, I need 28 more pounds of butter. Guess what, loves? I did the maths. I did all the maths. 28 pounds of butter. Butter is 56 cups, which is only three gallons, which is only four tenths of a cubic foot, which to conceptualize is one of those really tiny square fish tanks that like you can fit maybe 10 fish in and put in your room, a.k.a. It's super small and literally about a 16th of the size of the sculpture that we saw Spencer making, which means mathematically I was proven right that the amount of butter he had (laughs) was not possible for him to create that massive sculpture. Myth busted. Take that, iCarly. All we do is bust myths here. We bust fictional myths. (laughs) Bust those myths. We keep it bussing. Spencer goes to sprint out of the apartment, but Miss Benson is at the door and she is stanced up like a fucking linebacker (laughs) waiting to get into this apartment. And she bum rushes in the second Spencer lets her. And she just says, Spencer! (laughs) And it's just so jarring and so confusing. And she's like, I heard screaming and was scared that Freddie was hurt. Well, also, they fucking scream all the time. Like, why is this the first time that she's coming to, like, the apartment? This time her ears were clear. Yeah. Her spidey senses were tingling. The apartment was literally on fire last week, and she didn't think anything of it. But now she's like, oh, wait, hang on. Now she's on red alert. She's like, what's going on in the Shea apartment? She's ready to go. And out of nowhere... She goes, you know he's allergic to fruit. First of all, what? Where did this come from? (laughs) Sam just goes, aw, who's got a fruit problem? And starts pouting to Freddie. And it's just, she's so flirty. Like, she's just every chance that she can get. She's just trying to say something to him. And he is so embarrassed like he is so embarrassed he is trying to defend his honor in front of his woman he is like don't fucking speak about me like this in front of her don't you dare say that and he's like i'm not even allergic to fruit and mrs benson of course is like well what if you were 
then he would give you an orange and your face would puff up. And I thought, okay, I had two two options here. It was either that she's like literally a full blown like hypochondriac or that she is fucking Munchausen by proxy because no, a hundred percent has Munchausen by proxy because also that tick shit where she was trying to be like, you have ticks. And he was like, no, I don't. And she said they hide in your leg hair. And he said, I don't have leg hair. And then she said, that worries me deeply. So if the truth is he doesn't have leg hair, then no ticks are hiding in it. She's just pretending he has ticks? Question mark. I, Seems like an illness to me. Yeah, or like she was just going with it. And then now that he's exposed that he doesn't have any leg hair to other people, she's like now coming up with a new excuse as to why she's concerned about him and why he shouldn't be able to just like live his life free of her. But I mean, she definitely has Munchausen by proxy. Very sad for Freddie. Adds a really deep, dark layer to why Carly. But in response to um, Mrs. Benson saying that if he did have a fruit allergy, Spencer would feed him fruit and his face would puff up. Sam just says, well, I would love that. (laughs) And Freddie gives her like this little playful hit on the arm, which is just such a ooh-woo moment. Mm -hmm. And then Spencer tries to dip and is like, listen, I'm out of butter. I gotta go. To which Mrs. B just says, false. (laughs) I saw you carrying loads of butter in here the other day. And Spencer's like, um, miss ma'am, are you (laughs) literally spying on me? And she's like, no, I just happen to be glancing through my peephole. Which, to me, glancing through my peephole, that sounds smexual. I said that the other episode, when Freddie says that he was looking through his peephole too, so I agree. I just don't like the word peephole. It sounds like a euphemism for urethra. (laughs) But now we know where Freddy gets his stalking from. Like, like it is clear that the genes are passed down from mother to son. And just picture, okay, picture this. The two of them are looking through the peephole together. Two of them. That's, that's how they bond. That's how they bond. Freddy sits on her shoulders. Freddy sits upon her shoulders. To look through the peephole because he's too short to look through it on his own. To look through the people because he's too short to look upon it by himself. It's a horror movie. It's coming out this fall. <laughs> it's just instead of the Bensons. <laughs> Freddy Krueger, it's Freddy Benson, <laughs> and it's just you him on top a nightmare, of. But he's not. It's him on top of Mrs. Benson, like they form like <laughs> a thing. <laughs> Honestly, Mrs. Benson is fucking scary. Yeah. It's terrifying. I don't know. I just I just picture the two of them just bonding, looking through the peephole, talking shit about whoever is spying, <laughs> rubbing tick lotion. <laughs> like mother, like son. I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always <laughs> watching. And then Spencer has the most baller exit ever. He just says, well, that butter's gone and so am I. And he fucking pulls the biggest ankle breaker ever and just whips out of the house. And Miss Benson, like, w- like, didn't really react to it. But if she was checking him, she'd be in the hospital. Her ankles, her knees, her ligaments broken. broken. She would have never played another game of ball again. To Freddie, in a super sweet voice, Mrs. Benson just goes, Freddie, I want you to take a bubble bath tonight. 
And then she instantly turns to Spencer, super sour, and goes, Spencer! And then she just starts <laughs> sprinting after him for no reason. And Spencer just yells in defense, I didn't give him any fruit! Which, he isn't even allergic to fruit. She deadass just made that shit up. And also, why do neighbors think that they can be all up in your business all the time? This is so true. They're always up in there. I'm like, get out of there, sir, madam. And Sam just goes, uh, cool mom. Like, okay, first of all, at least he has a mom. You're literally an orphan. No offense to orphans everywhere, but you're not one to talk, Miss Sam. She's just not ready for uh, for her mother-in-law, so she just wants to make it clear that she's not enjoying this already. We're back at the iCarly set, and they are starting to read the Neville review. And before we get into the Neville review, I want to talk about Sam's outfit. She is wearing those pink Uggs with cargo cut-off pants that are not tight. They're, like, loose. They cut off at the shin. And she has a flannel and everything. It is a fucking look. It is gay head to toe <laughs> she's lebanese she really is like flannel check pink uggs check cargo pants check <laughs> loose fitting clothes check what else <laughs> gay as fuck check she is the blueprint <laughs> rhymes with baguette check. check wants to do bad things to tasha check, check. <laughs> Uh, so now pretty much sam is just saying that just because he hates you doesn't mean that neville is gonna give carly a bad review surprise the review it's bad he says i carly should instead be called i boring which is stupid i rewatch i boring <laughs> changing our name now <laughs> it's like really so original so but then he continues on to say that i carly a.k.a. I Boring, stars Carly Shay, who is an unappealing 13-year-old girl. Carly does not like that he says this, as she should not. And she goes, if I'm so unappealing, why were you sniffing my hair and chomping on my cheek? T. And again, literally every single man. Like we said before, as soon as you reject a man... They go around and they're like, oh, all of a sudden you're not attractive. I never wanted you because their egos cannot handle the rejection. And this is just showing mm-hmm. that, that like he has to try to prove to the world that like she's the one who's unappealing. Exactly. The review continues and he says that you should choose prison over watching iCarly because you'll have more fun in jail than you will watching iCarly.lame. Again, <laughs> like... How do people think that this is a grown-ass man writing this fucking website <laughs> when the insults that he comes up with are iBoring and iCarly.lame? Like, this is such a fucking, like, grammar school since you fucking call it that. Like, mm. an elementary school, like, insult where it's like, <gasps> oh, you're so lame. You're so boring. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, points have been made <laughs> on this day tonight but freddie his response to comfort carly is well at least he didn't call you a fat flower (laughs) which great callback sam gets really upset and is saying how everybody's gonna stop watching after reading this review but carly says no they are not because they're gonna get neville to admit that he does love the show sam says that neville's gonna regret everything and carly goes no 
he won't regret it. He'll rue it. Which this is literally one of the first times we see like a new level of acting from Miranda Cosgrove. Yes. Usually she's delivering things in this pleasantly surprised voice. <laughs> Come on, Sam. Oh my God. Ah! Right. Hi, I'm Carly. It's all the same, but when she says he'll rue it, she says he'll rue it. And yes. her face is so mischievous and there is so much sauce on that delivery. I just, I got to hand it to Miss Miranda Cosgrove. She brought her all to that line. She did. And I'm sure that they had to coax it out of her because she was really <laughs> used to not bring in anything at all. Nope. This is peak acting from her so far. No shade to her. She's a child actor. Uh, she was putting in hours and I respect that. And if I criticize her acting, it's nothing personal. We love you. Miranda Cosgrove, be on the podcast one day. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, I think child actors are put under a lot of pressure. And a lot of times they're not the ones who wanted to be actors. It's their parents who wanted them to be actors. So if they they suck a little bit, don't be mean. We're back at the Shea apartment now downstairs. And we get to see Spencer fixing Toasty. And he says, soon you'll be back and butter than ever. He is embarrassed and he's like, well, I'm glad that nobody heard that. And I'm sad that nobody heard that because that was really funny. So yeah, that was classic Brad humor. You'll know Brad if you listen to the last episode. There you go. (laughs) But Neville knocks on the door. Spencer goes to answer and Neville just goes, I'm Neville. I'm coming in now. (laughs) And he just struts in like it is so fucking uncomfortable. Literally looks so physically small in that tiny police sweater of his. Like he walks in and he's literally like half the size of Spencer. It's like unnatural how tiny he is. He's smaller than Freddy, like <laughs> which is rare because Freddy yeah. is a a peanut. The first time ever. <laughs> no, but the way that he comes in is just so fucking uncomfortable. If I was Spencer, I would literally just close the door in this just, kid's oh my- face nope goodbye sorry not letting this weirdo in my abode yes so he comes in and he says that carly invited him over because she wants to apologize for how obnoxious she was at his house and spencer's like yeah like i think that she does feel bad about it and he's like good i'm just floored (laughs) because he literally is like i want carly to apologize for her obnoxious behavior and it's like okay now whose behavior out of the two of you is obnoxious Let's get a little bit of self-awareness going. He has none. From the man who said, Carly Shay in the flesh, who treats (laughs) his entire life like a middle school play audition. He's the one calling Carly obnoxious for defending herself. From smexual assault. Yes, because men have no self-awareness. Fuck Neville. I hate it. And... Fuck Neville even more because he's asking what Spencer's sculpture is and Spencer's explaining this. And he goes, what is that? (laughs) Spencer tells him and Neville has the fucking audacity to say your work disgusts me and storms away up the stairs. And Spencer really sadly goes, Neville's a stupid name. Like, don't talk shit about our man like that. Ridiculous. We get upstairs to the iCarly set, and Neville is calling around for Carly. He's like, Carly, 
hello, Carly. And it's like, <laughs> at this moment, I was like, this little boy is not just gay. He's not just queer coded. He is specifically like an old queen. Like an old <laughs> queen who lived through the 80s, late 90s. Like a very like old version of like a gay man stereotype. Like real queers at this time were doing different things from Neville. They were like, like a young gay guy at this time would be like, Lady Gaga, ah, Nicki Minaj, like ah, Britney Spears. Ah. Not like, Carly, where are you? What's going on? <laughs> this is a super dated version of a gay kid. I literally thought of like the John Mulaney skit where he's like talking about like the old queen who like stopped him. <laughs> exactly. It's like the same way that he talks is exactly like this. <laughs> so transparent. But so Jeremy ambushes him out of nowhere and he holds him hostage by just wrapping his arms around him from behind. And he's, like, coughing all over him and, like, sneezing and shit. Like, this is genuinely fucking terrifying. And not just from, like, the coughing, but just someone, like, bum-rushing you. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're, like, alone in an attic and, like, grabbing you and holding you. This is, like, <laughs> literally my biggest nightmare. The gang comes out and... For whatever reason, they now start to over-explain about how they call Jeremy Jeremy, um, which I'm sure Neville does not give a fuck about right now because he's being held hostage. And in order to be let go, Neville needs to say that he loves the web show and his review was a complete lie. Freddie grabs the camera and starts to record. And this just comes off as like the beginning to a very very strange only fans video <laughs> they're into some bondage here <laughs> just some coughing germage bondage you know you know the popular type but so neville wants to be let go and jeremy tells him that they're paying him five dollars to do all of this so Neville, being the rich little boy that he is, offers him double the price. So Jeremy immediately lets him go and Neville goes, yeah, you're not getting shit, sorry. And Neville goes, you feel the rue? You feel it? When he says, do you feel it? He like literally goes demonic and lurches yes. himself forward. And he goes back into that like feral stance where he's like, do you feel it? And then, like, runs away like a little freak. Like It's terrifying. I would terrifying. not want that running towards me in an alley. I would, oh, my I would God. I would, I would rather take scared. my own life than deal with that figure sprinting terrifying. towards me. Jeremy is like, he outsmarted me. And the whole gang is like, no, he outsmarted all of us. And it's like, this man did nothing. He did nothing. Like, Jeremy betrayed his friends. Right. I'll take it. Five extra dollars? Yeah. I just don't understand why after all this, they're being nice to Jeremy. Like, that is not <laughs> your friend, guys. You need to say, hey, you're an asshole. You're a betrayer. You're a traitor. You're a sellout. You committed treason. And you need to get the fuck out of this attic that we film in. We can't trust you. Hell yeah. And they're like, how do you take down a brilliant powerful 11 year old boy he literally is not that smart she gets a smirk on her face because she like kind of knows what she's about to do but she legitimately looks like a pepe meme like a hundred percent like 
It's like such an ironic smirk that you know something is going to happen. The plan that they come up with is to go to Neville's house. So his mom starts to scold him for writing this bad review because he was mad at Carly. And Neville goes, you told my mom on me. And we cut to Freddie, right? And Freddie has his arms crossed like he is trying to look so fucking intimidating to this little fucking kid. Does not make sense to me. (laughs) This 11 year old. Yeah, like he's really trying real hard in front of this mom. And Carly comes back and defends herself and is like, no, I put Tapenot in your face because you tried to kiss me in a surprise attack. And Neville's like, shh, 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 don't say anything. Don't talk about that. And Neville's mom is just like, you told me you thought girls were yucky. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, of course she thinks that off the bat because she literally thinks that her son is what my grandmother would call a fruit, a fruit loop, (laughs) a fruit cake, something of the fruit verite. Yes. Neville is like, oh, no, that was last year. I'm going through changes. And it's like, okay, he's literally bi-curious. Like, no, I hate women. But now I'm, like, thinking about it. He was like, well, I'm still a misogynist, but I might fuck them. Jesus, mom. (laughs) I'm I'm still, like, somebody who assaults women, but, like, in a gay way. You know, it's fine. In, like, a curious way. (laughs) I want to say that, like, the fact that Neville's mom's first response is well you told me girls were yucky instead of addressing like the whole like he kissed me in a surprise attack that really irked me Uh because it's like let's backtrack for a second and address the fact that your son whether he's gay bisexual bi curious straight whatever it may be just assaulted a woman in your home while you were there literally maybe we have a bigger issue here no so Freddie and Sam, as Neville walks away after being shooed from Carly, they decide to sneeze and cough, like pretend all over him to protect their little girl, which go ahead, guys. And they start like sneezing, coughing, everything. And then they just start yelling germs. And then, of course, to end everything, because now she has resolved her son's sexual assault. She goes, do you guys want some tapenade? Carly's like, yeah, of course, with those, like, little crackers. And it's like, okay, first of all, Miss Carly, the only little crackers in this building are you, Sam, and Freddie. (laughs) Period. That's it. What a way to end this episode. (laughs) Like, the post-credit scene is two kids. I'm assuming it's, like, a brother and sister, or at least a boy and a girl. Seems like it. And they have spoons stuck across their face, which... Cersei thought was cake but the girl is like is like singing the national anthem which is down with this country absolutely yeah I wanted to ask do you remember doing that do you remember putting spoons like on your nose or like on your face this is a really tough subject for me so something about oh, no. the shape of my nose did not allow me to be able to do that because all of my oh, friends no. could do it and I just couldn't. Like I like something about my nose couldn't do it. I used to do it all the time. It was my favorite thing. And I had friends who couldn't do it either. And I'd be like, ha losers. Like, yes, stop. I'm sitting here with spoons on my nose and y'all fucking suck. I'm literally the loser. Cersei dot lame. <laughs> 
after thinking about this episode, I was like, there's a ton of feet shit in this episode, and we've kind of seen, like, sporadic feet things at this point, but I wanted to see if we could see a trend yet. So the director and writer of this episode is Steve Hoffner and Steve Holland, but I looked back at what episodes had foot references so far, and it's been episode one, which was when Carly wakes up Sam with her toes, episode two, which is the girl in the post credit scene who picks her nose with her toes, and then episode four, which is with Grammy one foot. So, and then now episode six. And guess who wrote and directed all of those episodes? Who? Steve Hofer directed episodes one and four. And Steve Holland wrote episode two. And now together, they have both written and directed episode six. So every single time there has been a foot reference, either one of them have either directed or written it. I think that we see a trend here because the other writers and directors haven't had feet references in the other episodes. Wow. I think that's a huge find. So, yeah. So I think that we have found our foot fetish culprits here. Insane. I'm excited to explore this. This is a great find. Good job. Thank you. I was really curious. And it adds up like every single time it's one of these two dudes. So we'll see. Prove me wrong, Steve Hofer and Steve Holland. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, you guys, from all around the world, apparently. We're so grateful for all of our listeners. This episode's Pod Babe of the Week goes to Allie Rocknix, which is spelled A-L-L-I-E-R-U-K-N-I-T-S, on Twitter for being such a supportive, like, fan of the podcast. She is always, like, liking our stuff and DMing our stuff and just supporting everything that we do on the podcast. So this is just a huge thank you to Allie. We love you, Allie. Yes, we love you, Allie. You're such a great supporter. And if it weren't for people like you, we would not have kept doing this for this long. Yes, we love everybody who reaches out to us and take some notes from Allie because she is such a great fan and we love her and for that you are the pod babe of the week thanks for listening we will catch up with you guys next week when we re-watch I Scream on Halloween can't wait bye, bye. don't forget to head to irewatchicarly.com to check out cool behind the scenes like what we're drinking how much we're drinking our notes and cool behind the scenes footage also, follow us on social media at iRewatchiCarly on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Cersei. You can find me on Twitter at TequilaThought, on Instagram at Cersei.mp3, and on TikTok at Fuckass, F-U-K-K-A-Z-Z. And I'm Natalie. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Natalie R. Collins, and on TikTok at The Real Cataly, spelled C-A-T-A-L-I-E disclaimer all views discussed in this podcast are opinions for the purpose of comedy which includes but is not limited to satire parody and critique and are not meant to represent fact of any of the individuals or involved parties discussed